0: You're listening to Our Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhalayn and al hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhalayn.org support. We continue our examination of the Battle of Khandaq and the strike of Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib that truly saved the religion of Islam. When Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib struck Amr ibn Abduud, that powerful horseman who was equivalent to 1000 horsemen according to the Arabs, that's how powerful he was. So when the Imam defeated him and he came back victorious to the Prophet sallallahu the Prophet gave him a medal of honor. What did Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi state? According to one version of the hadith, the Prophet stated, the strike of Imam Ali, the day of khandaq, the battle of the trench. أفضل من عبادة is more virtuous than the worship of all humans and all jinns, because jinns are obligated like we are. Another version states, it is better. So one says Afval, more virtuous, one says Khayrun, which means better. Both means better. A third version of the hadith states the strike of Imam Ali. On the day of Khandaq, أَفْضَلُ مِنْ أَعْمَالُ أُمَّتِي إِلَى يَوْمِ القيامة, Is better than the deeds of my ummah until the day of judgment. Imagine every Muslim since the, the day of the Prophet وسلم, who offered any good deed. What's the value of that? Imam Ali's strike is more valuable than all of that. Yet, in another hadith that Ibn Mas'ud narrates, He states, the Prophet said to Imam Ali, Ali, Good news, O Ali. If the deeds of all my ummah is put on one side, and your deed by killing Amr ibn Abdul is put on the other side, your deed is heavier. Al-Majlisi and Al-Tabarsi, two of our scholars, They've added another version, meaning they've cited another version. The Prophet tells Imam Ali why? Why are you giving him such a medal of honor? The Prophet tells him that's because when you struck Amr, every house that belongs to the pagans was humiliated. And every house that belongs to the Muslimin, it had honor and glory. By striking Amr ibn Abdiwud, the fiercest of all fighters, You brought humiliation to shirk and you brought Izzah and glory to Islam. So you deserve this medal of honor. You saved Islam. Now I will share with you some sources for these hadith that I just narrated. Tariq Baghdad, Sunni source. Mustadrak Al-Hakim Al-Naysaburi, prominent Sunni source. Shawahid Al-Tanzil, Sunni source. Seera Halabiyyah, Sunni source of biography. from our Shia sources, you can find this in Majma' al-Bayan and also Bihar al-Anwar, so this is a well documented statement that the Prophet said at Khandaq that no one can really dispute. It's mentioned in tens of our sources, Sunni sources and Shia sources. The statement, the statement that your strike is better than all the deeds of this ummah or the humans and the jinn until the day of judgment. This is documented in these sources amongst many other sources. I just mentioned a few. But as usual, those who are blind to the truth or they know the truth, but they're stubborn, they have a problem with Imam Ali alayhi salam. As usual, Ibn Taymiyyah has rejected this hadith. He claims that this hadith has absolutely no source. It's not sahih. He says, I cannot even find it in a weak source. We have no sahih hadith that says the Prophet said this, and we don't have any da'if hadith. Even a weak hadith we don't have. So Ibn Taymiyyah just categorically rejects this hadith. And many Wahhabis today, they follow Ibn Taymiyyah. When you speak to them about this hadith, oh, this is not a sahih hadith. They just dismiss it like that. What's the reasoning of Ibn Taymiyyah? He says look the killing of a kafir Amr ibn Abdu'ud cannot be better than the worship of all humans and jinn which includes previous prophets. Just by killing a kafir, Imam Ali salam gets the reward of a hundred thousand prophets, like how does that even work? I I can't accept that, this is illogical, we have to reject it, there is no source for this hadith, this is his claim. Now my dear brothers and sisters, we don't need to waste time responding to this extremist claim over here, to this extremist nonsense but in two words, in three words, as we've seen before Islam was at the brink of extinction, this final religion of Allah was about to go extinct, remember how the Quran described the Muslims, their hearts leapt in their throats, they were suffocating with fear, they started to doubt Allah, the Muslims, as the Quran states, Imagine how Muslims felt, where they reached. Imam Ali's strike comes and saves the final religion of Allah. Doesn't he deserve that medal of honor when he saved the greatest religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The act that saves the greatest religion is an infinite act. It's just a priceless act. So yes it makes absolutely perfect sense it has all that reward anyone who does good after khandaq it's by the barakah of Imam Ali's strike because had it not been for Imam Ali no one could come and know about Islam anymore no one could do any good deed in Islam so it's clear that anyone who comes after khandaq and does any good it's by the barakah of Imam Ali because through that strike he saved the religion of Islam. Okay, what about those who, who, who came before Khandaq? Previous nations. Why does the strike of Imam Ali a.s. have more value than what they did? We understand those who came after Khandaq, okay, Imam Ali saved the religion for them. So any good deed they do, it's by the barakah of Imam Ali. But what about those previous nations? What do they have to do with Imam Ali? exactly all previous nations and prophets they advocated for the final religion they were in in the early stages of humanity awaiting the final religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so if Islam had been defeated on the day of Khandaq the efforts of all previous prophets would have been incomplete and would have been in vain that's like you work on a project you get to the last stage and it fails all those previous efforts they have lesser value now. All those previous religions they paved the way for the final religion. So Imam Ali gets the main credit because he gave value to the previous ummas by saving Islam. So when the Prophet says that, we firmly believe in that, it's not an exaggeration. Now someone could try to act smart and say well if the Prophet really said that, that means the strike of Imam Ali includes Prophet Muhammad also. Hit the, the deed of Imam Ali's strike doesn't the Prophet say it's better than the deeds of all humans including Prophet Muhammad that makes Imam Ali better than Prophet Muhammad because if the Prophet is telling him your strike is better than everything that any human has done well that includes him and we know the Prophet is higher in status than Imam Ali some have tried to dismiss the hadith by making this objection how do we, how do we respond to that What do you say? The is. He's the nafs the self of the Prophet so if the Prophet tells him your strike is better than all humans that means your strike is my strike too yes. you have the right idea but how can we word it in a more acceptable way <laughs> it's very simple when Imam Ali went to strike the guidance he had seen the courage he had the vision he had where did he get it from <laughs> rasulullah sallallahu who raised imam ali prophet muhammad who showed him the path of guidance prophet muhammad who brought him here and told him go and kill the enemy prophet muhammad so everything imam ali did the prophet claims the credit too because the prophet was the cause for that the Prophet was the guidance for Imam Ali alayhi salam. So you cannot say Imam Ali's strike makes him better than the Prophet because the Prophet is the one who gave him that opportunity and he gave him the iman and the vision to do what he did. So no, this objection is not a valid objection. The Prophet is still greater than Imam Ali even though we accept this hadith. So it includes everyone except Prophet Muhammad because the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu he's the one who basically brought Islam and the first believer in him was Imam Ali. So Prophet Muhammad claims the biggest credit here. Because Prophet Muhammad brought the religion which Imam Ali saved. Which one is greater, the one who brings the religion or the one who saves it? The one who brings it. So we dismiss this, you know, um, objection here. But really my dear brothers and sisters, just try to imagine this medal of honor that Imam Ali got. One strike is more valuable than every good deed that has happened in history. Can you just quantify that? Can you just imagine that? This is Amir al-Mu'mineen and they put him number four. Isn't that sad? By the way, not only Ibn Taymiyyah seven centuries later has a problem with these issues. During the time of the Sahaba companions, there were some who found it difficult to accept these virtues. Here's one hadith which al-Shaykh al-Mufid narrates from Rabi'ah al-Sa'di Rabi'ah al-Sa'di he states I came to see Hudhaifah ibn al-Yaman who's Hudhaifah ibn al-Yaman? one of the good companions of Rasulullah this was after the Prophet had passed away I told him Ya Aba Abdullah his kunya was Aba Abdullah we talk about Ali and his virtues and the people of Basra in southern Iraq they tell us that you are a little bit extreme in you know the virtues of Ali ibn Abi Talib it's too much can you tell me about one of the virtues of Imam Ali that's a real virtue that's a true virtue that has no exaggerations in it he tells him sure oh, Rabi'ah. If you ask me about Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, I swear by Allah if you put all the good deeds of the companions of Muhammad وآله, on one side of the scale and you put the deeds of Ali ibn Abi Talib on the other side of the scale the deeds of Ali would outweigh the other one just as an intro let me tell you that <laughs> Rabi'ah was shocked. he states he says, this is too much, I can't handle it. I can't stand or sit now because of what you've said. It's just too much. The deeds of Ali ibn Abi Talib, they're more valuable than all the companions. How do you want me to accept that? Hudhaifa told him, why can't you handle that? Then he tells him, where was Abu Bakr, Umar, Hudhaifa, meaning his own self, where was I? And all the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa the day of Amr ibn al-Wad?" when he called on the Muslims to come and fight him, no one went out to fight him except Ali ibn Abi Talib. I swear by Allah, if Ali had no other virtue in his history except that strike, he's more valuable than all of us. You see, even after the Prophet, there were people who had trouble accepting the virtues of Imam Ali. Jealousy or ignorance, they cannot accept it. That's why Imam Saduq sadiq salam, he... Comments on one verse in the Holy Quran. They are jealous of certain people because they have virtues from Allah. And Imam Sadiq says the prime example is us. We, the Ahlul Bayt, were the object of jealousy. People are jealous of us because Allah has given us so many virtues. So Imam Ali salam clearly saves that day, and the Prophet sallallahu wa gives him that medal of honor. There's one interesting hadith, we already talked about the conversation between Imam Ali and Amr, but there's one interesting hadith here that captures a part of that conversation, I'd like to share it with you. So remember how Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib goes to Amr and the conversations that took place between them? According to this report, Amr said, I shall not shed your blood because your father was was one of my old friends. Remember how he used that card then he says I'm thinking about your cousin who has sent you in the field with so much confidence I can pick you I can pick you up on the point of my lance the spear and keep you suspended between the earth and the sky so that you're neither dead alive, dead or alive he's trying to humiliate and scare Imam Ali he's finding a way to, to demoralize Imam Ali Amr is very smart by the way Aside from his physical powers, he's very savvy in what he said. Any other person than Imam Ali would have been demoralized by this. Look, he makes three targets. He he throws three arrows with his words. Number one, he tells him, your dad was my friend. When somebody tells you that, you kind of lose your strength. Mm -hmm. You get emotional. Ah, he has uh, history with my father. Should I fight him? Should I not? That thought itself just weakens you see how evil Amr was secondly he tells him your cousin sent you with so much confidence indirectly he's trying to tell him how come your cousin sent you if he loves you and cares about you how come he's putting you in danger somebody who has weak faith will think you know what seriously how come the prophet didn't come himself and fight or send somebody bigger than me why did he send me why did he send me see how he plays on the emotions number three he makes this threat he's like if if you're gonna fight me I'm going to, you know, he's acting like this huge warrior. I'm going to just like carry you with my s- sword and suspend you in the air, where you're neither dead or alive. It's a scary thing. Anybody who says that to you demoralizes you.: and also the second one that you said that Your cousin. You, your cousin. Your cousin you, um, also suggesting that with so much confidence, suggesting that if you fail, you're going to let him. Down. Exactly. And that's the fourth one. You're right. He's telling him, look at the pressure on you. You better avoid confronting me. Because if you did and you lost, there goes your religion. And you will lose, and you will lose because I will do that to you. See what Am said to Imam Ali, it was powerful. I mean, only a savvy, evil shaitan can say that. Look at the answer of Ali ibn Abi He doesn't know who he's dealing with. imam tells him you don't need to bother about my death in both cases whether I kill you or I get killed I'm going to paradise and you're going to hell the imam is telling him if I come here and I get killed I'm going to heaven I have no fear but you're the one who's going to hell in either cases if you kill me right now later you're gonna go to hell if I kill you right now you will go to hell in a few seconds <laughs> see how Imam Ali demoralized him he gets angry and he tells him oh Ali this division is not just because in both cases you took paradise for yourself and you gave me hell <laughs> subhanallah but Imam Ali he gave him that final blow this shows you that Imam Ali wasn't just powerful physically, no, no, no. Mentally, psychologically, emotionally, no one can beat Ali ibn Abi Talib. No one can beat Ali ibn Abi Talib. This is the Commander of the Faithful. And when you look at these scenes, my dear brothers and sisters, I want you to always remember Imam Ali's patience after the Prophet. Many people struggle with the attack on his house, and this is Ali ibn Abi Talib who can mess with him. You know what's stronger than the strength Imam Ali showed at Khandaq? Imam Ali showed historic strength in Khandaq, physically, emotionally and psychologically and in his faith. What's stronger than that is for you to be attacked and you have to be patient. That's harder. It's easier to go and fight and defend. But then when you're told by Allah and His Prophet, things will happen, you have to be patient. Don't fight immediately. You know how much more difficult that is for someone who's a warrior like Ali ibn Abi Talib. And this tells you Ali ibn Abi Talib was not driven by like vanity and pride and personal valor. He's driven by Allah. What does Allah want from me? He tells me to strike, I'll strike. He tells me be patient, I'll be patient. That's why we love Imam Ali so much. Because he really worshipped Allah the way Allah wanted. When Allah tells him, bring out your bravery, he did. When Allah tells him, bring out your patience, he did. That's why he's so great. Not anybody could do that. Not anybody could do that. Some people, when they're instigated, they get angry, khalas, they lose it. Imam Ali had to be patient. And that's just the toughest thing. There's an interesting narration here. Honestly, we cannot verify its authenticity. Some scholars say, we, I mean, we'll accept it. There's nothing in it that's impossible. Some say we're kind of skeptical of it. I'll share it with you in any case because it's mentioned in our sources. This hadith is attributed to Al-Imam al sadiq salam. A.s. So assuming the hadith is Sahih, it's from Al-Imam al sadiq In this hadith, the Imam states, when Imam Ali a.s. killed Amr ibn Abdiwud, he gave his son, al-Faqar that he used to kill him to his, to his son Al-Imam al hassan and he told him go to your mother Fatima and tell her to wash it to purify it from this najis blood of the kafir enemy of God now one small observation here before we continue Imam Hassan was young here he was about three years old so some have kind of you know raised some questions you know, a three-year-old boy carrying dhul Fuqar and going, you know, there's nothing impossible about that. I don't find this aspect to be objectionable. But the hadith states that Imam Ali gave his sword to Imam Hassan, go to your mother. So Imam Hassan must have been around three years old here. Imam Al-Hassan takes the sword to Lady Fatima. She washes it. He brings it back to Imam Ali. And he was next to the Prophet sallam Imam Ali inspects the sword he notices there's a drop of blood so he tells him didn't your mother fully wash it? did she miss anything? I see a drop of blood from this najis enemy of God. (laughs) Look Imam Ali doesn't have personal revenge we already saw last week how Amr tried to spit in his face and Imam Ali killed him for Allah but he's trying to demoralize the enemies (laughs) when you do that it shows your confidence Imam Hassan says, yes father, he, he, she washed it fully. So Imam Ali salam tells him then, what about the spot? I still see a stain, like a drop of blood on it. According to the hadith, the Prophet is listening to this conversation. So the Prophet sallallahu tells Imam Ali, Ali, ask Dhul-Faqar, it will talk to you. Ask the sword about this spot, it will tell you. So Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, tells the sword didn't Al-Tahira Fatima wash you? So what's this spot? Allah inspired the sword to speak. This is not impossible. We believe in the Quran that Allah can inspire anything to speak. On the day of judgment, your own body parts will speak. The skin will speak. The eyes will speak. So Allah inspired dhul to speak according to this hadith. dhul stated to Imam Ali, yes. Fatima alayhis completely washed me. However, when you killed Amr through me, there is no one despicable today to the angels than Amr. He's the most avowed enemy of God. So Allah commanded me to drink one drop of blood from Amr to stay on me. That's my share of his blood. So that this drop of blood, always reminds the angels to basically curse him and send their praise to you, O Ali ibn Abi Talib. This is evidence that you killed the enemy of God. Allah wants this to stay. (laughs) And again, it's a hadith that we have in our sources. Maybe scholars have different approaches. Some will accept, some say, we don't know if it's an authentic hadith. Allahu a'lam. But it is indeed an interesting hadith. Question here. Where were the great companions like Salman, Miqdad, Abu Dhar, Ammar, where were they? Because we know they were courageous. Is it possible that the Prophet called on them, go and kill Amr? none of them got up? Where were these respectable companions whom we all respect? When we look at the events of Khandaq, we don't exactly know where they were at that time, but it's very possible that the Prophet had assigned them to guard parts of the trench because he trusts them. See, you can't just put anybody in those sensitive areas. You want companions whom you can trust 100%. So it's very likely when we analyze the events that the Prophet appointed them to those posts. And so when the Prophet asked those around him to go and fight Amr, You know, Miqdad, Salman, Abu Dars, Ammar, they were not there. They were guarding the trench. We can safely make an assumption like that. Now, you know what's interesting? Some companions who didn't want to sacrifice, they would surround the Prophet, trying to get the spotlight, being next to the Prophet, because they knew the safest place was where? Rasulullah, because everybody's defending him. So he's acting like he's very important. Yeah, I'm next to the Prophet. I'm next to the Prophet. When in reality, he doesn't want to sacrifice. He's like, let me be the closest to him because that's the safest spot. Fine, they got away with that until Allah tried them. Until the Prophet told them, okay, you around me, you're claiming that you're so good and you're next to me. Yalla, who of you is willing to go and fight out? None of them were willing to do that. And that just showed that they did not have that firm faith. Whereas those true companions, it seems the Prophet had dispatched them to other areas, dangerous areas. See, these companions with weak faith, they don't want to go to dangerous places where they can get shot easily. No, no, they want the safer place. But with what pretext? I want to be next to Rasulullah. Allah tried them and humiliated them. And Allah described them. You started having doubts about God and your... Uh, eyes couldn't see and your hearts leaped into your throats as the Quran states.